Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. We've got a mixed trade in the grain markets on Friday. It is 5.50 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. May corn futures down a half cent at 7.48 and a quarter. December corn up four and a quarter at 6.88. May soybeans down six and a half at 16.11 and three quarters. November soybeans down nine and a quarter at 14.11 and a quarter. May Chicago wheat up 24 and three quarter cents at 10.30 and three quarters. May Kansas City wheat up 19 and three quarters at 10.49 and a half. May spring wheat up 21 and three quarters at 11.01 and a quarter. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it, guys. Leave me a rating or review on that Apple app in particular. If you are watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the channel, like these videos, leave me a comment. If you need some additional assistance from me, go to my website. It is www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service, guys. I send a ton of information out to my subscribers every single business day. Morning email has been going out before 6 a.m. Central just about every day. Uh, Text message service, all of my grain marketing recommendations, weather info, daily subscriber-only videos. I did two videos yesterday. Uh, The first one, this was blasted out about 10 minutes after the report, and uh, I did a brief rundown of the acreage report, the stocks report, what it means for the markets, and then I did a second follow-up video where I talked about principal crop acres and also talked about uh, my general situation in regard to grain marketing for uh, corn and soybeans in particular. So if you guys are interested in this sort of content, absolutely give this premium deal a shot. In today's video, I'm going to run through some different balance sheet scenarios in regard to corn and soybeans given the new acreage numbers and talk about uh, some possible implications uh, for the markets as a result of that report yesterday. So let's get into the report. U.S. soybean acreage will exceed U.S. corn acreage for the third time ever, according to yesterday's prospective plantings report. The other two years that this occurred were 2018 and 1983. According to USDA's survey, U.S. farmers intend to plant 89.5 million acres of corn, which is down sharply from 93.4 last year. Uh, Almost 91 million acres of soybeans expected, which would be up sharply from 87.2 last year. So combined, you know, corn and soybean acreage is going to be about unchanged versus last year. Farmers are essentially intending to switch about 3.8 million acres from corn to soybeans this year. The switching uh, is very, very widespread. Here's a map from USDA, and you can see it's it's all across. This is corn acreage uh, versus last year. You've got corn acreage loss across the Corn Belt, uh, most of the plains, uh, the South in particular. And then you look at soybean acreage, big increases everywhere. So this is not just in fringe areas or in one area or the other. This is a very widespread trend of farmers uh, moving away from corn acres and into soybean acres. The, The big reason for this, I think is fertilizer prices, uh, high prices, lack of availability. And uh, that factor in particular has pushed uh, farmers away from corn, despite the fact that corn makes money. Corn prices are very high and attractive. Soybeans don't require nitrogen. Nitrogen is one of the inputs that has just skyrocketed in cost. And there have been availability issues this year also. So uh, farmers very much intending to switch acres away from corn and into soybeans this year. Now, uh, principal crop acres in this country, acres of all crops combined, are going to be about flat. And this was one of the wild cards, I think, in my opinion, going into the report. 
short, you know, back in 2013, 2014, uh, principal crop acres were 325, 326 million. And I think that a lot of people thought that this year in particular, because there are so many crops that are so profitable on the farm that we'd see an increase back to those sort of levels. And USDA says, no, you're not going to see it. We're going to be about flat in terms of principal crop versus last year. Uh, We've essentially lost some acres. And if they're not coming back this year, I don't know if they're coming back at all. I know a lot of these were like wheat acres and hay acres in the plains. Uh, Maybe there's some urban sprawl here. This is kind of a a question mark and nobody has the the exact uh, answer to it. Where did these acres go? But uh, they're not coming back this year, uh, not according to USDA at least. There were no major surprises in the quarterly grain stocks report. U.S. corn stocks as of March 1st were up 2% versus the same period last year, uh, slightly below trade expectations. Soybean stocks were up 23% versus last year as of March 1st, uh, slightly above trade expectations. Wheat stocks were down 22% last year uh, here in the U.S., uh, uh, down 22% versus the same period last year, slightly below trade expectations. So uh, the stocks numbers, you know, in a lot of years will actually be the big surprise. And in this year, they really were not. U.S. officials say that Russia is damaging Ukrainian grain storage facilities. This is kind of an update to a story that first started to emerge uh, really just a week or two after the invasion. One U.S. official commenting on unclassified images said that the United States has information that Russian forces are repeatedly damaging grain storage facilities in eastern Ukraine. This was a quote. As of late March, at least six grain storage facilities had been damaged as a result of these attacks. Russia's reckless damaging of these grain silos is a clear-cut example of how Putin's war directly affects civilians in Ukraine and threatens food security around the world. Uh, These are the images, if you're watching on YouTube, they're very grainy and blurry. I'm sure that the government has much better versions of this, but uh, this is what was floating around here uh, this morning. So, uh, you know, this issue when it comes to Ukraine and Russia in particular remains a fluid situation. Uh, an absolute wild card when it comes to uh, wheat in particular and corn to a lesser extent. You look at that wheat report yesterday, there were some interesting things in there. Um, You know, spring wheat acreage much lower than expected, Durham wheat acreage much higher than expected. But uh, I think what's going on in the Black Sea uh, is a much bigger factor than anything that USDA had to say yesterday. Drought here in the United States remains an issue. Uh, USDA had their weekly drought monitor and, and data out yesterday. So you've still got drought across the plains, across some of the Western Corn Belt. We have seen some relief here as of late. Uh, USDA says that 69% of U.S. winter wheat areas are experiencing a drought, down from 70% last week. That number's come down by 3 or 4% over the last month. In regard to corn and soybeans, 33% of U.S. corn areas experiencing a drought, 23% of U.S. soybean areas experiencing a drought. Uh, uh, the next seven days do offer some relief for the Corn Belt and Western Corn Belt. Really not much for uh, these these uh, HRW wheat areas in the Southern Plains. Oklahoma is going to see some rain, but most of Kansas, barring the southeast portion, is going to be dry. Nebraska, mostly dry. Uh, Dakota is mostly dry. Export sales of U.S. soybeans were strong last week. Old crop soybean sales totaled 1.3 million. That was up 11% from the prior four-week average. That's a really good week of soybean sales seasonally for old crop. The pace of old crop sales typically tapers off by, you know, February or March. But this year, we've got this drastically lighter South American crop. So you're seeing uh, some contra-seasonal strength in soybean export sales for the old crop marketing year. New crop soybean sales were very light, although accumulated new crop uh, commitments to soybeans uh, for the, that new crop marketing year are the, are the best on record seasonally. Corn sales generally soft for both marketing years. Wheat sales also soft. 
The government will release its monthly unemployment or jobs report this morning at 7.30. The unemployment rate should come in near 3.7%, which would be down marginally from 38 in February. Unemployment peaked uh, in, I believe, April of 2020 at 14.7%, and we've seen a very steady decline back to normalish levels since then. So we've seen a big recovery here. Non-farm payrolls expected to come in at 490,000, which would be down from uh, 654 last month. The U.S. economy has added jobs for 14 consecutive months, beginning with January 2021. We saw this huge volatility in uh, non-farm payrolls during the uh, uh, COVID panic, spring 2020, uh, big drop in big recovery. And now we're kind of leveling off here. So be prepared for some volatility in the outside markets uh, when that report comes out here a little bit later this morning. The cattle market was lower in live cattle and uh, sharply lower in feeder cattle. The feeder cattle market did not like that higher trade in corn yesterday. We'll see what develops here today. There was some cash trade at 140, uh, fairly light yesterday. In the outside markets, the US dollar is higher. The S&P is up 20 points. Dow Jones up 160 ahead of the cash open. Bonds are off a full handle. Gold's down $21. Crude oil, um, is off just a little bit here this morning. Everybody have a wonderful weekend. I will talk to you guys on Monday.